You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Oz Network for our continued coverage of Total Drama Island as we are into unlucky episode number 13, uh, or lucky episode if, if you're 13 is your lucky number. But uh, we are into the Baker's Dozen of episodes here as we get into the most extreme episode yet. <laughs> couch skydiving to moose riding to love notes to to probably fart jokes um i can't remember exactly but i'm sure there was a fart or fat joke in this episode Mm -hmm. Uh, a lot of more personal stuff to get into this episode uh even though our biggest uh, love storyline is gone we still have more love to get to this episode let's get to it uh my name is rossi and i'm joined by our Continued panel support here uh, of Total Drum Island recappers. Ivan's back. Ivan, welcome back. Uh, well, thank you, Anthony. I'm glad to be back for another one of these. And this is another episode that I enjoyed watching. So we'll see how, what exactly made this a fun episode. Could you be unhappy watching an episode? Um, particularly in later seasons of Total Drama, <laughs> yes, but okay. perhaps, like, this has the Borneo effect for me, where I view it with a bit of a rose-tinted lens, because it was the beginning of a series, and it could do no wrong. It's a good way to look at it. <laughs> and the other staple of uh, Total Drama Island coverage is back. Jared, welcome back. It's good to be back. Uh, Colin's still in the uh, infirmary tent. Um, for four episodes in a row, but um, hopefully uh, Chef's working, his magic is nurse, nurse Chef, and we'll uh, get him back sometime soon. Yeah, much like Trent, always out of commission in these episodes. Um, maybe he'll make a return one day. Hoping, hoping episode fourteen will be Colin's episode, and he can come back in and fill us on the the twenty episodes that he's missed in the interim. <laughs> oh yeah, that could be a possibility. We know he's a busy guy. <laughs> we haven't checked in on his winner pick in a while. It, it's crazy. Colin's been so out of the loop. We gotta we gotta recatch. We gotta catch up with him. We gotta get him back on. That's all in his schedule. But uh, anyway, that's uh, details you don't need to know listening to this podcast. Uh, but we have an episode of Told Drama Island to chat about, and it was interesting. I don't know how I feel entirely about it yet. Maybe we'll see as we get through it, how I feel, because I felt like it was challenge heavy a little bit in terms of the challenges being so focused on the episode, especially following last week's great character development. It's hard to to come back to a very intense physical challenge where the, the main drama of the episode is, is who wrote this poem. So it's a little mm-hmm. bit of a step down in, in that regard, but um, maybe you guys can convince me that it's a better episode. Uh, how did you feel, Ivan, just in general about the episode, uh, in contrast, maybe some that led before it or, or on its own merit? Yeah, I think on its own, it can be an okay episode to watch, but probably not, like, the best in terms of in other Total Drama episodes. You get the character development, you get the fun challenges, you get the uh, uh, storylines, and you get... A few other twists and tricks, but um, 
in this episode, it felt like, you know, the challenge is okay, and even though that there's only 11 characters left, uh, a few of them got pigeonholed into some smaller roles than you would expect. And one thing that brings the episode down for me is is that I thought I felt like the challenges were like, I feel like I've seen people do these stunts before, uh, mm-hmm. and, and I'm not like future predicting seasons or events to happen in the future. But like, I feel like some of the stuff we've seen before, didn't we just have like the extreme stunts in the trust challenge a few weeks ago? Like, yeah. it was essentially the same concept, except they were just like marketing it differently. Like it's like when Survivor like takes pieces of old challenges and puts them together to make a new challenge. Like that's mm-hmm. this is what it felt like. They just like, oh, we liked that drama that that brought from a few weeks ago. Let's bring mm-hmm. that in and we'll rework it a little. It's just they it felt like they've done some of this before, and so it's just like, okay, the challenge isn't that interesting, especially since it feels redone and and the the out of left field character development that we got from Harold seemed really random. So it's just like. The, the the pieces weren't gelling for me. Uh, I don't know if Jared, you felt how you felt about the episode. If you felt like it was all over the place, like I did. No, I agree. I, I feel like it, it had that classic toe drama feel in terms of challenges, but I agree that it, they kind of felt really uh, re- recycled and, and and plays on things that we've already seen. I think like the notes I take on an episode is always a good indication of whether like I was um, feeling the episode or not. And, and the most notes I have on this episode are kind of in relation to the uh, uh, running gag of the uh, marshmallow stealing bear. Um, so I think that could just goes to show that in terms of like character mm. moments, uh, with the actual contestants, like it wasn't really a highlight of an episode. I will say, I felt like it's one of the more balanced showings in that we got to really see everybody. But I think that, uh, is just like a product of them all being involved in their own individual challenges. So I feel like that was going to happen either way. Um, but yeah, I just, it feels really self-contained. Um, and, and kind of some of the decisions, I think, were not well set up uh, beforehand. Yeah, I agree. I think it would have been interesting if there was more than just Chris deciding who did what challenge. If there was maybe either some sort of pre-challenge or you have the teams deciding who you do what. And it's sort of a thing like, I don't want to do this. I want to do this either. Like nose goes or rock, paper, scissors. And that would have been a bit more interesting than just, okay, DJ, Trent, you're jumping off a helicopter. It felt even more, even worse than the the trust challenge, because in that one, at least, you know, Chris was like, okay, we're going to pair people opposites, like people who don't get along together. Like, Gwen and Heather, you're going to do this challenge together, where it was literally just like they could have pulled names out of a hat and assigned characters to do a challenge like there's no reason Lindsay had to do the last challenge or that harold was partnered with heather like it was no reason it was just like that's what they did and it would have been nice to see at least a little bit of logic behind it even if the challenge was awful and, and was the worst part of the episode like at least have the logic there and i'll be like okay it just didn't pan out the, the way you thought but it, it it made sense like it just so random and, and any randomness that just like exist there's already randomness in total drama island we don't need everything to be random and up in the air so like just a little bit more logic would have been nicer for the challenge like why didn't owen have to do the plane like owen hates planes like that would have been more exciting if owen was in the plane instead he was asleep on the couch like 
It just made no sense, some of the things that happened. Owen got a pre- free pass in a lot of reasons this episode, and we'll talk a bit more of that in a second, but... Yeah, he was just chilling, you know? When he wasn't sleeping, he was munching on some marshmallows. This is probably the... I wouldn't say the most invisible Owen's been, because Owen's never really invisible on Drum Island, but it's pretty darn close, perhaps. When when the star of the... Like, Jared, like when you said it, like when the star of the episode is this bear that's hunting for marshmallows, like you may not have the most solid episode on your hands. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> but I'm glad to see the animals back. We haven't had the animals in like many episodes. I don't know when the last time we saw the seagull was, but like it's been a while that we've seen any animals in these these episodes. I think maybe a cameo a few weeks ago, but like it's been a while. So I'm glad that we got the the good cast ensemble back. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's for sure. You know, the bear is a bit of a staple uh, background character of this season, and, you know, it doesn't do much, but what it does, it does well. So, yeah, the challenge was essentially this um, extreme stunt. Extreme sport challenge! So there was three different challenges of, like, one versus one. So, you know, Trent and DJ were facing off in the skydiving onto a, a pull-out sofa couch or, or sofa bed. LaShawna and Jeff were competing in a moose riding, and Lindsay and Harold were competing in water skiing, but not on water, on some sort of earth surface and mud. Uh, random challenges, but it's just extreme stunts that they could put people in uncomfortable positions. And not only do you win immunity, but you win the mobile showers that was really the driving force for... Uh, the gophers doing as well as they did. Uh, yeah, Heather was very motivated by that to the point where she's like, hey, Owen, I know that showering is probably the lowest in your life priority list, but I don't care. If you screw this up, like, you're dead. Yeah, the the, the women of uh, the gophers were really determined to win to have the shower, uh, and the, the two poor guys were just uh, either not interested or incapacitated to, to use them, but yeah, the a surprise reward to go on with this challenge that I guess motivated some of the people or demotivated some others, but it's nice to have at least some sort of, you know, carrot that they're dangling to give some sort of tease to the episode in terms yeah. of the stunts, uh, classic total drama Island. Someone's going to end the episode in a body cast. And unfortunately it was Trent, this episode who got pushed out of the play by DJ um, never pulled his shoot and ends up, in, in in the infirmary, infirmary again. I think this is his like sixth or seventh trip to the infirmary at this point in the the season. Uh, a bit unfortunate for him, uh, especially because it's a character we don't hear from. <laughs> it's so unfortunate that Trent at this point has turned into either Gwen's love interest or the the body double that gets stuck in the infirmary. So I yeah. feel like there's so much more to him that we're not seeing. Yeah, in the beginning of the series, Trin is kind of one of the glue that holds the screen gophers together. He relates to a lot of different players, and his relationship with Gwen had a bit more depth with them talking for hours on end in the sleep challenge. Now it's like every time Trent's on screen in this part of the season, you're just thinking, okay, how are they going to hurt him this time? So unfortunate, because he seems like such a great guy. Jared, I don't know what your thoughts on Trent are. I don't feel like we've talked about him, but that's because the show doesn't talk about him. 
Yeah, I feel like it's hard to have, like, a read on him. I think he's meant to be, like, a a likable, down-to-earth character. Her, I think, uh, like Ivan mentioned last episode, kind of subverts the the stereotypes of of this cool guitar-playing guy. But it's almost like as soon as Cody went out of the picture and, and this whole idea of, like, the love triangle disappeared that they just really didn't know... Uh, the writers didn't know what to do with him. I feel like with Gwen, we've still got development. She's kind of uh, moved into this uh, challenge beast force on the Screaming Gophers tribe and somebody who's who's really strong personally. But, um, yeah, Trent really is just uh, there for these really cheap, like, slapstick comedy moments. That, yeah, it's kind of it's getting kind of old at this point, I would agree. And I think uh, my issue with this challenge is the fact that it's like it's a heights challenge. We've got DJ in there who we know from kind of the first episode is afraid of heights. He's not willing to jump off this cliff. And now, like, he's all, all of a sudden, like, eagerly jumping out of a plane with a parachute that, like, looks like it's not going to work. Like, it just it doesn't make a lot of sense in terms of his character. I initially thought, like, not remembering the episode fully, I'm like, okay, is he just, like, surely he's just not going to, like, jump out of the plane? Is he going to, like, chicken out at this point? It's such an unfortunate thing that we hear so much about him through Gwen. Like, in this episode, too. Like, it's all about who wrote this love note between, you know, Bridget and Gwen go at it about oh, who wrote this love? No, oh no, Trent wrote it for me. Jeff wrote it for me. And it turns into, like, Trent being this minor character that just happens like when it, it, it really is unfortunate that he's just this background character that exists purely for Gwen's in- for Gwen's development of character. The, the whole segment with Jeff on the moose was so good because you have him doing the, uh, you know, pulling down his pants to show Bridget the tat that he has somewhere and then completely uh, like losing it within seconds. And then Chris doing the slow-mo of the camera and like, can you believe this is how I looked and just moments like that, that just make Chris a great character and, and, and really don't bring anything in terms of Jeff's character. I guess his cluelessness about how uh, to talk to women that we've seen throughout the series, but yeah, just another, uh, fun gag to have Jeff in some insert insert physical gag here. Um, uh, this is the second time that Jeff was in one of those uh, replay segments. Remember in the dodgeball challenge, they rewinded Jeff getting hit with the dodgeball a few times, and now they do the same with the moose, although it was mainly because Chris was worried about his hair. Chris bringing in his uh, self-indulgent uh, storyline here of being – being the center of attention here. Uh, great Chris development, uh, aka mm, no development, sorry, yeah. just being the same character. <laughs> Take it back. Maybe it was a better episode for Chris than the bear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'd, I'd fight you. I think the bear is the best. I think that was the most consistent storyline, though, the bear. So maybe Chris was maybe the best moment, but I think the bear is the best character, we'll say. How about that? That's true. And they're getting that uh, journey edit, uh, edit coming yeah. for the win. <laughs> Yeah, their OTTP5 edit uh, this episode was uh, pretty good. <laughs> yeah, the, the challenge really took a backseat. I mean, one thing that I, we kind of have to get into is this whole love note that um, started out really gross because it turned because Owen ate it in the like the collection of the people's leftovers. He ate it and then spits it out. And then Bridget and Gwen go on this sort of like back and forth like, oh, I think Jeff wrote it. No, I think Trent wrote it. 
And it, it leads to some of the more interesting, funny moments of the episode for me. Like when the challenge didn't deliver, I felt like this was giving us some funny things. Like I thought it was so funny when Gwen was like, you know, maybe skydiving's like self-expression, like haiku. <laughs> and everyone's looking at her like, what are you talking about? And then you cut to confessional. She's like, not my brightest moment. <laughs> Like, she was just so into this, like, being Trent that she just completely brings it out in the most obvious and painful way. I would love to see, like, when are we getting, like, the Gwen Bridget uh, spinoff of them as detectives, like, trying to figure stuff out? Because I think that is, like, the one highlight of the moment of, like, the episode is just them, like, really not being able to be subtle about, like, finding out, like... Uh, who, like, wrote... There's just, like, no subtlety at all. It's just straight up basically us. Like, they may as well be asking people, like, flat out, did you, like, write this love letter? We found this. Just get everybody together and ask them because, like, that's their level of sleuthing in this episode. I know it's jumping ahead, but when Bridget goes to DJ and is like, have you read any good poems lately? And DJ's response is, have you asked any left-of-field questions lately? Just, like, the reactions to some of these people uh, to their interrogations or, or their, their detective work is just so funny. And the fact that it's not just, okay, Twent, uh, Trent and, and Jeff at this point, it's like, all right, we've got to figure out who this is, and it's everyone this is a suspect and everything. It's just, it was a lot more interesting than it maybe have thought out at the beginning of the episode, but it, it just developed into this crazy uh, sleuthing thing that ended up not being a, a anything that anyone expected. I mean, you have any thoughts on how the love story in this uh, poem or haiku drama unfolded? Yeah, so it was pretty interesting, and of course it comes to us through an Owen Burp. How else? Classic. And then, all of a sudden, they see this uh, haiku, and Gwen and Bridget start very amicable. They assume that it's for the other person, and then after they recap what Jeff did to impress her the other day, Gwen makes a little bit of a jab at Jeff, but it was kind of like, you know, everyone knows Jeff's not the sharpest tool in the shed. Bridget took it a little personally, and then a bit of a rivalry ensues. Yeah, and this, I love that this love, I think it's funny that this love note comes so out of nowhere. It's not like a teased moment that they they were like leading to like oh this like underwear gag that we were talking about a few weeks ago or in last episode like teased into like a storyline like it is just purely like random uh <laughs> situation that came out of nowhere and let, gave us like a, another kind of jaw-dropping end to the episode interesting development with that and the, and their obvious terrible sleuthing was just such a highlight of the episode uh when the yeah. challenges weren't quite there yeah, Gwen said in confessional, that wasn't my subtlest sleuthing moment, and that could have applied to pretty much any conversation Gwen and Bridget had with another person this episode. At the same time, though, this is Total Drama Island. It's a 22-minute episode. You can't really do subtlety. you got to get straight to the point to progress the narrative. And I do like when these story moments, they build into the elimination so well. Sometimes it does more than others. Uh, I think the biggest counterexample I can think of up to this point was 
Justin's elimination in episode five, where uh, we just needed the most expendable player to be voted out so Heather could survive, and it didn't really tie in well. And, and the whole thing of this like love note turned from you know Jeff and not Jeff and Bridget, uh, Gwen and Bridget competing, and then they're like, all right, it's neither of these guys that we like. So like, and then they t- team up. So it goes from this competition to this team up, and, and it and develops throughout the episode as these random challenges are happening. I love the scene where they're like making up like, Oh, I, I'm so sorry that, that I just assumed that Jeff was an idiot and wouldn't do it. And she's like, I'm sorry, this and that. And, uh, LaShawn is just riding the moose in the background, like competing in the challenge. And just like this contrast, the two different scenes, is just like a fun juxtaposition to have in the episode throughout this point we're also getting the storyline of this bear hunting the marshmallows which is the best storyline of the episode with you know stealing the the um, from like the cabin at the beginning and then shifting into trying to to picnic them later but then the moose runs over them while they're trying to picnic and stuff and just more uh funny gags from the animals in this episode that makes it a, a lot more special than the challenge itself was yeah, we have the moment too with like the uh, is it the bird and the squirrel this episode in the tree? Um, uh, yeah, where this bird's like tweeting, and then the squirrel just gets sick of it and and slaps the bird off the branch. <laughs> um, so yeah, I I and well, just the moose's personality as well. I love that it's like so disgruntled. Uh, everybody knows I'm not the biggest Owen fan, so when it punched Owen in the face, that was uh, definitely justified and and was a highlight of the episode. And the fact that they thought they could contain it in this, like, tiny little, like, two-by-two barricade or something, like, it was just funny to see that, like, they're locking it up, but then it, like, completely barges through when Lashana says, don't get mad at me, because you don't want to see me mad, and then it's, like, eyes glow red, and it just goes into attack mode. Animals were on point this episode. Mm, When you see Chef scared of something, you know, like, it's a legitimate threat. (laughs) That's when you know. And then obviously the the last challenge out of the three that we got was probably the most dramatic and it gave us the most moments because I think uh, the first two were decided pretty quickly. Like Trent face plants into the ground, Mm -hmm. he's out. And then Jeff's off the moose in like half a second, so he's out. So the last one was actually the real challenge that was was really the only challenge that mattered in the entire episode because it was one-to-one at that time the Harold versus Lindsay showdown and everyone's like, Oh God, Lindsay's competing for us. And then she's like so excited to model her new bikini that she brought Mm -hmm. out there. Um, and, and I just love the, the best part of the episode for was Lindsay, uh, owning this challenge, like being so motivated to win because of the shower and just her total, uh, you know, turning it taking Gwen's position as the challenge beast this episode and just completely killing it obviously we get another great moment with uh Harold and Heather Heather trying to sabotage the challenge um essentially because there are no rules she can do whatever she wants as long as she crosses the finish line and tries to cut the rope but then ends up losing her top in the process and Harold gets distracted because obviously nerd archetype needs to get distracted when he sees female anatomy. So uh, that happens. And I completely forgot that this happened in this episode. Like I remember loosely that Heather loses her clothes at one point, but like I forgot that it was coming so soon. I thought it was like the later on in the season or something like that. But yeah, total unexpected moment and complete 
challenge flop from Harold's perspective, who was killing it up until that point. And obviously Duncan's self-sabotage didn't help the challenge either. But yeah, dramatic end of the challenge for, for who was competing. Uh, Jerry, yeah, you had I, to like the end. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is uh the the best sequence I would say of the episode. Um and I think what you've said it plays really well into the to the stereotypes we've got here. Uh Harold is once again back at his like um either he's terrible in challenges or he's a like challenge beast. Um, so here, like, yeah, face down in the mud, yet still, like, somehow managing to collect all the flags. Uh, and yeah, the sequence with Heather, like, it, it plays into his, like, yeah, like you said, his nerd archetype, uh, really well. And then the, like, Lindsay motivation of the shower is great. And I think the contrast of the two, like, they're both excelling at this challenge, but Harold's, like, face down in the mud, and Lindsay's just killing it, like, collecting all the flags really easy. And the fact that we have, Heather and Duncan as the drivers works really well as well. These two fiery personalities who are like controlling the fate of these other two contestants. Yeah, definitely a fun sequence. The best challenge, the only challenge that matters of the episode too. Um, and I think it plays out really well from, uh, from start to finish. And we get the lovely, um, sorry about that Doug moment from, from Lindsay. Uh, she's stuffing up somebody else's name, increasing that count. Uh, if it's not Taylor or, uh, Belle, now it's Doug. Uh, all these new characters we're getting to know at this point in the season. But, um, yeah, definitely a highlight of the episode. Uh, Ivan, were you a fan of the culmination of the challenge in this episode? Obviously, it was pretty funny. <laughs> There's no denying that. Uh, it was pretty interesting because up to this point, uh, we didn't really see too much n- nudity uh, unless it was Owen involved. But then this episode, and I think if you want to go far back as two episodes ago with Heather pranking Gwen and then Harold getting pranked too, then it starts to ramp up a bit in that regard. But um, I think it was pretty funny. Heather versus Harold and Duncan versus Lindsay got two contrasting personality types on each side of this challenge. And that kind of makes this challenge a bit more interesting. You have that direct confrontations between those players, whereas the last two challenges, it was kind of like Trent and DJ were very far away from everybody else, and then Lashana and Jeff were doing their own thing with the Moose Rodeo. So, yeah, it was an exciting end to the um, challenge, and perhaps they could have just done this challenge like best of three like they did with Dodgeball, and it could have been really fun. Yeah, this definitely gave us the most storyline that could have been the whole challenge and i would have probably been okay with that um maybe they wanted variety but yeah super fun ending and like you said total different personalities competing against each other and seeing all their motivations for for winning you know we see you know the characters themselves have their own personality within it like heather win at all costs and and harold uh staying true to himself and his his values and and how how he operates as a, a nerdy human and with women and things like that. Just like good highlighting of the characters within the challenge that makes it really memorable and special. And so obviously we get this with Lindsay kind of killing the challenge, winning it for the Gophers. And then through them winning the showers, we kind of get a culmination of this final love note scene that Chris apparently knew the whole time that Lashana was getting these love notes. Uh, I don't know how he knew, but apparently he knew that Lashana was the recipient of these mystery love notes. 
that were apparently going on throughout the whole series, but we only saw it in this one episode. <laughs> um, everyone apparently knew because at the very end of the episode, Chef was like, you didn't see the, what was in those notes and stuff like that. Like, this could have been a bigger storyline that they could have carried through the episode. Like, Harold was getting pranked, but at the same time, he was writing these notes. But I guess they didn't want to develop this further. Maybe more so than last week, this may be controversial, but this is the most shocking, like, end of the episode for me because um, the elimination felt pretty predictable if you were sort of, like, staying tuned to the episode. You know, the killer bass are the only ones really getting shown truly in the episode, and Harold's the main character of the episode, and after barely escaping last week, didn't seem too likely to survive this week. Um, But, yeah, the total – like, I did not remember the – surprise romance of Lashana and Harold. Like, that completely caught me off guard. Jared, I don't know if you were in the same boat. Yeah, I I remember this happening at some point, but I didn't necessarily attribute it to this first season. Um, And I think, as, like, last episode, I was talking about how well kind of the Duncan and Courtney relationship is is played out and kind of strung along from episode to episode. Uh, This one, uh, not so much. I feel like we get maybe there was a reference really early on where, like, kind of Harold tries to flirt with LaShawna and she's not having a bar of it. Um, Maybe even in the introductions of, like, the first episode, very early on, and then just nothing until this point. Um, So it's really interesting the fact that now all of a sudden she's kind of okay with it and wants to be with him. Um, I don't think it's, uh, yeah, particularly well handled. I do like that it's a shock and kind of a really odd combination of characters. But, um, yeah, as far as kind of leaking and puts a little bit of, like, foreshadowing in episodes before, there's really nothing. Yeah, it's so uh, random and, like... (laughs) After even one, like, the second time I've seen this episode, like, and I was just like, wait, what? I, like, completely forgot this. And it's just crazy that they're the two that come together. Like, they may not be opposites like Duncan and Courtney, but they are completely un- unassociated. They're not people you would, they're the epitome of sort of reality TV, like, where you bring total walks of different walks of life together. Like, they epitomize that, like, this geeky, uh, geeky nerd from, like, suburbia and then then this this black woman from the the street or or an urban setting and just like especially the way that they play the archetypes and the stereotypes like completely people that would not associate so like bringing them together was just an unexpected it twists to the end of the episode that was pretty linear like i think this was the only real twist in the episode outside of um some random animal scenes that we got that were pretty shocking i guess uh, or maybe not because they're predictable i don't know i'm rambling um as the um historian of total drama island ivan was this uh something you were excited to see the culmination of this long-awaited love story of lashana and harold uh i have a lot of feelings about this um but uh, some of it may be more tied to the elimination. So I guess I'll focus on the love story part of it. So Harold is a parody of Napoleon Dynamite. And then Lashana, LaFonda, that's not necessarily the most subtle translation there either. So even though in the movie they don't end up together, Napoleon and LaFonda, uh, it was kind of nice to see this 
alternate universe sort of thing happened through Harold and Lashana. And it is pretty interesting because it's the only the second relationship that crosses team lines along with Lindsay and Tyler. And it's definitely is the most shocking of the couples. Because, you know, Duncan and Courtney are clear opposites, but because they're such clear opposites, it does make sense that they kind of like each other. And then the other couples we've seen, they connected so cleanly. Lashana and Harold, they hardly had any interactions up to this point. I think the last time they interacted, like, in the scene where they exchanged lines was in the dodgeball challenge, which was nine episodes ago. So now all of a sudden this happens, and then but as soon as it does happen, you're like, wow, this is pretty dang cool. You also said you had thoughts on the um, the elimination, so I'll let you have your your way of the elimination now too. I think there was no shock about this elimination. Uh, the I guess the most shocking thing is that Harold didn't try to rig it again, but maybe you know he might have gotten caught if he did it again. So he might just. And he did look like in that um, elimination ceremony, I don't think he was being smug and thinking that Duncan would be voted out by Bridget, Jeff, and DJ. I think it was more like a resigned to his fate. And then as he walks off, well, guys, it was fun. You know, it definitely seemed like he knew it was coming. Yeah, and he ends on the the great line of, uh, oh, my God. I can. You want me to recite it? I only remember I saw boobies. That's all I remember. Farewell, Toil Drama Island. I loved, I lost, and I saw boobies. What more can a man ask for? Farewell, Total Drama Island. I loved, I lost, and I saw boobies. What more can a man ask for? A great ending line, um, and I always and I like the end when, you know, after it's revealed, you know, he's written writing all these love notes for Lashana, and he leaves, and she has a second, he, and then she's like, "Wait, whose chest did you see?" Like it was just like the, the great like ending result of like, "Wait, it wasn't me. What, what has he been doing?" It's just like it's such a funny culmination of their random love story that that lasted and ended within this one episode. Definitely something that um, I wonder if it comes back. I'm trying, I don't know spoilers. I've been a historian. I'm definitely something that escaped my memory. And I'm I'm curious to see if this is something that resurges later on in future seasons or episodes. Um, If they like tease it now, and then it's going to come back later if they reunite or something like that. Um, But that's saved for another day. And we get two kisses, back-to-back episodes of kisses. So, you know, Doug and Courtney last episode, and uh, Harold and Lashana this episode. So it's a very romance-heavy episodes. Yes, I think part of it might have been the end results of these eliminations. You get two couples, well, one formed and split up in the same episode, but two couples separated by the elimination. So yeah, I get those kisses in. And now that we're at the merge we are left with just the two full couples remaining. How many people are left in the game at this point? I was trying to keep track, but I can't. It's so hard to these scenes. Ten. So there's four killer bass left. Duncan, DJ, Bridget, and Jeff. 
since they lost seven of the 12 pre-merge challenges. And then for the Screaming Gophers, you got Trent, Gwen, Owen, Lashana, Lindsay, and Heather. They just lost the five. It's so crazy mm-hmm. to have so many people still in the game. Um, even though we've had so many episodes, it's crazy that there's been so many like eliminations. But um, uh, I know that there are things unexpected to come in terms of uh, returnees, quote-unquote. We'll see. That's a tease for anyone who's listening blind. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, um, crazy to think we're so far into the season. I feel like we just started episode one last week, Jared, but uh, here we are talking about uh, Harold and, the, and LaShawna love romance uh, 12 episodes later. Yeah, yeah, it's weird to think it's only, like, halfway at this point, um, really, like, in terms of, or like, only just over halfway in terms of characters lost, and then in terms of episode lefts, kind of like, really getting to that midway point of the show. Yeah, they're, they're un, so unpredictable, like, when you're, like, even though we're, like, halfway and, like, everyone's been eliminated, it's just, like, based on what we know is to come, there's so many more twists that have yet to be seen in the episodes and stuff like that, so it's... We have a, a exciting second half of the season to come in in in, in this I don't know in the season yes duh it's, whatever I'm I'm rambling uh, we gotta we gotta write the episode um, I what are you gonna do are you gonna buy are you gonna rent or are you gonna bin this episode I am going to rent this episode I think this is sort of the calm before the storm. There's a lot of things I loved about this episode. The final challenge and all the events that transpired with it was pretty entertaining. Uh, I love the storyline with uh, Gwen and Bridget trying to find out who wrote the love letter. And then, of course, Harold and Lashana, uh, they had their moment, too. But at the same time, uh, the challenges just felt a bit disconnected, a bit of rehashed from the trust exercises. We didn't really have too many opportunities for interaction between the players participating in the challenge with each other or everyone else um, in the first two challenges besides Trent and DJ's conversation. And I feel like the writing was on the wall that Harold was unfortunately the short end of the stick. I think if... We could have still had the reveal with Harold and Lashana. Maybe if Gophers lost this challenge and then it evened up the team's 5-5. But also, realistically, you know, Heather probably would be voted out. And you can't have that right before the merge. So, uh, Jared, have a, how about you? Um, I came really close to being in this episode. Ooh. But I think talking about it, the last... Third, I think, saves it from the water ski challenge onwards. So I think this is a rent, but it's a really low rent for me. It's the lowest episode so far for you? Yeah, I think so. I, I can't oh. remember what you said before in past episodes, but uh, I feel like, yeah, this is the most uh, universally like disliked or consistent about, among the panel that we've had uh you know, disliked episode. Not that it's bad. And I don't think any of us said right. that this is an awful episode. Um, but I kind of agree with what a lot of you have said. Felt like a rehashing of other things we've seen. Nothing overly spectacularly new or exciting or funny. Like Jared, like Jared said, like I feel like because we talked through it, I was able to say, oh, that was a funny moment, or that was a funny moment. I like that gag. 
So like those are what really saves it for me. Just like some of those funny lines and those random things that got thrown out there um, are great. But unfortunately the episode wasn't, you know, this cohesive unit that made it so exciting to watch. And, and if, if you like happen to skip it on your rewatch of the series, you really wouldn't have missed anything. Like nothing led into this moment and nothing like really, really major. That's going to like, Oh, I wonder what's the resolution of that storyline. Like nothing really is going to lead you into the next episode. So unfortunately it's just a standalone. You episode. just missed the whole, uh, LaShauna Harold relationship. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because it's just purely tied to this episode. <laughs> yeah. And, I agree. If you're uh, binging through this season and if for some reason you skipped this episode, you go into episode 14 and you had to guess who would be voted out. You're thinking of the killer bass and screaming gophers. Harold's the obvious next boot of the killer bass. Heather's the obvious next boot of the screaming gophers. But for the narrative of this season, Heather is, I love Harold, but Heather is far more important for the rest of the season. So you'd assume Harold would go next. And yeah, and Karma also caught up to him. He screwed over Courtney the previous episode, and this time he was the one who got the short end of the stick. Unfortunate story for Harold, but at least he found love in the process. Or, or, <laughs> oh, or yeah. Some version of that. Um, he had a great episode. I feel like if, you, if we were to have an exit interview with Harold, he'd be like, I had a great time. I I found love and I saw boobies and he would be so content with that and, and I think that we, we should be content with that. He didn't have a contentious boot like Courtney or anything like that. He he went out, he had a great time and he, he left on good terms. So I think he'd be happy with how everything turned out. Um, yeah, really. I, I feel like there's nothing kind of missing really from his storyline. It felt like complete. I feel like I know him as a character. I don't know how much more he would have had to offer if he stuck around. Um, so I think, yeah, probably like a fitting spot to uh, lose him as a character, I think. Unfortunate because he, he brought so many great moments. Never forget the beatboxing from, from earlier in the season. But mm-hmm. we lost him uh, just before the merge. He could have maybe held on a little bit longer, but uh, like you said, not much left to mine out of his character, but but still, I mean, I'm glad that we talked through this episode because I feel like I, we've all left with maybe a little bit better of a taste than when we first started. Great episode to chat with everyone about, um, and yeah, that's it. Ivan, thank you for joining us two weeks in a row. Yeah, thank you, and uh, just real quick, um, since this is the final, I mentioned it earlier, so I don't think this is a big deal, but since this is the final episode of the pre-merge phase of the game, uh, other than, you know, Harold and Courtney being the most recent pre-merge boots, which character were you surprised of the other ten, like, you think you could have made the merge, but perhaps got a premature demise? Ooh, Putting us on the spot. Uh, I like it. Um, Jared, do you have an answer? I'm trying to think. I can't. Um, I'm thinking, like, in terms of, um, like, I suppose, person I was most shocked to see leave, and I feel like there wasn't uh, really a full resolution to that 
to their storyline, I would say Justin. I don't know if he was going to provide much more in terms of character rather than being uh, just the, like, go-to, like, every time he's on screen at some gag to do about, like, his good looks. But I think in terms of somebody whose storyline wasn't resolved, I think, like, that boot kind of really, like you said before, was came about to save Heather as just kind of an excuse to keep her around. So I think um, in terms of unfinished business, it would have to be Justin. Yeah, I agree there. I think it's tough to have a silent character be a focal point for many episodes. But what we did get of Justin out five episodes, he was an interesting character. All right, I think for mine, I'm, I'm sort of factoring in a little bit of story, but also I think in terms of like what would make for interesting reality TV like foils. And for me, that would probably be Cody, just because I felt like he left on an unfortunate medical, almost a medical evacuation, really. And I think that his stuff with Gwen and Trent and, and all that kind of stuff was, as, as much as it was resolved, I feel like it could have been more interesting to see that factor in terms of the gameplay, especially because, you know, someone like Beth would have taken the target off of him in terms of eliminations if he was not you know, vulnerable or Heather, you know, other you know, other people that would have been targeted over him. So I think someone I would think we could have seen more interesting stuff from would have been Cody. Yeah. Uh, my answer would have been Cody as well, because I think when Cody did have his moments, he was very comedic. He was very energetic. He had relationships with Gwen, Owen, Trent, at least. Not so much the Heather's Alliance circle, though he did have a few scenes with Lindsay. Uh, I think that he definitely had enough in his character that he could have been in the merge. I think it was just a case of Cody was on an already stacked team in terms of personalities and someone had to go. You can't just have Killer Bass reduced to three or less players than they already have. Um, the only other person I could think of... An honorable mention would be to Beth, just to see if that conflict she eventually has with Heather in this pre-merge, how it would transpire transpire in the post-merge when it's an individual game. But I guess she had that revelation a little too soon, and of course the stuff with the Tiki Idol was her demise as well. We, characters lost all around that were exciting and interesting in their own right, but tis the game of reality television uh, competition yeah. reality we've got to lose our favorites no matter whether we like or we got to lose everyone whether we like them or not they're they're unfortunate going to be lost right but exciting to get it. into the merge as we sort of progress and and see what twists and turns come with the game as as i know i'm ready for it and i'm sure we all are exciting exciting stuff to look forward to for sure and hopefully colin will be back to talk about it yeah Jared, thank you also for coming back and being our other uh, another staple here, and look forward to the merge. No problem. Yeah, it's been fun. Bring on the merge. Yeah. Yes. Anything's possible now. It's anyone's game, as they would say in Survivor. So. Uh, mm-hmm. Colin's uh, Winnipeg still in the running. Yeah. Oh. I mean, I can't believe it because I know I know uh, <laughs> there was end result, but. Uh, Exciting for him. He's still he's still got a shot, so we'll see what happens. Yep. Thank you once again. This is a lot of fun. And yeah, yeah whether I'm talking it with you guys 
here or elsewhere. I will look forward to uh, continue watching the rest of the season because I know the post-merge total drama, it's got a lot of fun episodes too. Yeah, of course. And we we look forward to having you back at some point. So if it, if it's not next week, the week after, who knows? Um, yeah. But yeah, for sure. And we hope the listeners come back too. Stay tuned to us. We 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 love hearing feedback and stuff from everyone listening to this. And we'll see you next week for the epic merge. from the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast by Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as find out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at the Oz Network. Thanks once again for listening, and we'll speak to you next time.